bunch of random stuff primarily basketball but just kind of whatever comes to mind no bruton is back in the house of course like he always is to talk with me on this very fine sunday afternoon noah give us a howdy hey. howdy hey there it is. <laughs> classic intro okay uh let's get it right into it also sorry for not putting on an episode the last like two weeks it's been just odd and there hasn't been anything to talk about thanks kevin durant for not getting traded and Let's, you're a busy guy, you know. Uh, you got things to do. Honestly, last this past week, honestly, wasn't that busy. But there wasn't uh, much uh. to talk about until Thursday when the first thing or the second thing that we're going to talk about happened. But mm-hmm. I want to start by giving Noah the chance to talk about anything from the last couple of weeks, specifically with NBA free agency, whether it's his thoughts on the Jalen Brunson deal or any of the other signings or any of the other rumors the durant stuff i'll let you have the floor for however much you want Noah. yeah well first i'll say glad to be back it's always always a pleasure to talk basketball and you know whatever else with you but yeah uh i mean you and me we're texting about the entire time and uh jalen brunson signing with the knicks i mean i kept seeing all the rumors about it, I knew they were gonna offer him, but I was like, nah, we're not we're not losing Brunson like unless it's like a sign and trade. Like I didn't think he would just straight up sign and I didn't think the Mavs would like kinda let that happen, honestly. But, you know, obviously it happened and uh what was it, four for one oh five? I think that was the final number. Yeah. Okay. Right. And and I mean I think you and me were talking about we could have done we we should have slash could have done like five for like one fifteen or something because like overall it's I guess more money but it's like a little less per year and because that is that a max no it's not a max it's no that's it's, like, it's not a max but that's a lot of money for a guy uh, who has not been an all star team so yeah I mean. And it'll be good for the Knicks. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, they kind of been needing a solid point guard. Like, I mean, Kemba didn't really do a ton. And, like, it'll like be good Kemba. for them. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sad to see him go. I'm. It's mixed feelings because, like, I feel like he kind of sold out in a way. Like, he could have – he was chasing more money than a ring because, like – you know, the the Knicks are the Knicks, dude. They have they don't have really a ton of all stars or anything. It's not. I mean, you got Julius Randle, who this past year wasn't great, but the year before he was awesome until the playoffs. Uh, freaking what's his name from Duke? Um, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, R.J. Barrett. He he's great. He he's been improving a ton too, and like it's exciting to see how he's been playing and stuff, but. And I think he, you know, he has potential to be even better. I don't know if he would make an all-star team, at least in this next year. But, I mean, he's definitely improving overall. And, um, and you know, Brun- Brunson, he, he's really good. He really didn't do a 
he I don't want to say he didn't do a ton for us throughout the season because he really did. He stepped into the starting role and started averaging like really solid numbers and stuff. And then obviously in the playoffs, he was a whole another person, especially with Luca's absence in that first series. I mean, you know, I'm happy to see that he is getting paid, even though we would have also paid him. But, um, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing. And now I'm curious as to who, you know, the Mavs are, possibly going to sign to, you know, potentially replace him or like, are we just going to, you know, start Timmy and Reggie again and, or Timmy and or Reggie, you know, figure out or Spence even like, you know, who, who's going to fill that role for Brunson. Right. I want to just intercede really quick on the last point you made about the bunny. It's become very, clear that it was not about the money for him. It was about family ties mm. um, with, you know, his dad, who, yeah. as I've said before, Rick Brunson <laughs> is the worst, um, yeah. who was hired as an assistant coach, and Leon Rose is the president. Um, it's kind of like his godfather or whatever. That's what it came down to, you know, and obviously having more of the ball, I guess, is nicer, but is he really going to get more of the ball with RJ Barrett and Julius Randle? And it's not like he didn't get the ball a ton with the Mavs. Like, they're, obviously, we have Luka, and he's, like, the main ball controller and all that, but, like, even, like, starting out, a lot, a lot of the games in the playoffs, like, we're letting Brunson control the floor and stuff, at least to start, you know? Because, I mean... Obviously, Luca's Luca, but Brunson sometimes can do a little bit more with the ball, like just because of his quickness, his speed. He can drive a little bit quicker and stuff. And I mean, he's good. Like Luca's insane with like his visibility and stuff of the court, but Brunson's not bad with it whatsoever, you know. So I mean, but yeah, I guess I I remember you saying on one of your last episodes about the family ties, I do remember you saying that. So, like, I guess I get it in a way, even though we don't like Mr. Senior Brunson there. But, like, family's important, so I guess you want to be a little closer to them sometimes and stuff. But At the end of the day, that's, that is what it is. And I love him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not necessarily mad at him. There's a lot of people, and I've said this before, both on the air and especially off the air. I've said this a lot to you and to tons of other people a lot of the blame or not a lot of the blame a lot of the frustration can go towards obviously the way that his dad and his agent handled it because it was not well kind of throwing shots at the Mavs and at Luca on the way out it was not handled yeah. at all well by Cuban because Cuban has is clearly a cheapskate I think we've known that yeah. for a long time and yeah. I I find it hard to believe that the Mavs just walked away from that meeting that they were supposed to have. Um, yeah. But they didn't have a chance. I mean, clearly we had a chance because we could offer more money and more years. Yeah. So, uh, also malpractice by him not signing him to the 4 for 55 in Gosh, February and, and before the season. And that's malpractice for him and for uh, Donnie Nelson. That's not necessarily anything on Nico uh, because Nico was not put into the first time of that, especially when... Uh, Donnie gave him the deal um, yeah. when he was a rookie to make him not a restricted free agent, which they are not making that mistake again with Jaden Hardy. 
uh, thankfully. But there's a lot that has to go towards the Mavs in that, um, as far as like flame and frustration and like, what are we doing? You know? And it's, it's just hard. The hard part is you're losing your second best player for nothing, you know? And we're about to talk about a player who is not in that scenario. Looked like he was going to be, um, in the case of Phoenix, that that stinks for a team that was three wins away from the NBA Finals, and having to replace that, which we've done well, ish, with Christian yeah. Wood trade, and you're hoping that Timmy comes back decently well and and all that, mm. but I mean, Brunson offered a lot that was just good for the Mavs' offense to vary things yeah. up and differentiated a lot from Spencer, and I'm worried that Spencer. Somebody said this on a Maps podcast earlier this week. I think it was Tim Cato from The Athletic that Spencer might become very hated uh, if he does not perform well over the next uh, or uh, throughout the season. Like there's a there's a good chance that he um, could be very frustrating to watch because there's been flashes of inconsistency. We saw that in the Utah series a lot that he was not really there until the very end and so hopefully there's a consistency that's there you know I think about when he was in Brooklyn like he had a lot of moments where he was playing really well and it was through long stretches and he hasn't really had that obviously since he tore his ACL so that's a that's a big thing to watch out for for this next season but anything else you want to touch on with this or any other signings or whatever uh like Maz related wise, or do you want to get to that part later? Or just in general, like if you want to talk about, I don't know, if you want to talk about PJ Tucker going to six oh, or something, well, something like that. I, I, I mean, good for the Sixers. I don't have a ton on PJ Tucker, but um, what was mind blowing to me was the Rudy Gobert trade. Oh I, yeah, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I could not freaking believe that. Five first rounders and Papev? Is that what it is? And Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and like two swaps or something like that. That is absolutely ridiculous. The what are the Timberwolves doing? Like the only person if you're going after a big man, there's only like three big men even close to worth that. You can throw Joel Embiid. Jokic, uh, Giannis, like, if you really wanted to stretch, maybe DeAndre Ayton, but, like, I don't even think he's worth near that, but, like, all of that for Rudy Gobert, who, he's a great defensive player, but the thing is, when it comes playoff time, I mean, we saw it, all you gotta do is ISO him with, like, someone that's a good ball handler, and they'll get, he'll get blown by, Mm -hmm. and he can catch up sometimes just because of his insane length and stuff, but, like, overall, he's gonna get beat, and, like, he'll get you boards, like, he'll, (laughs) I mean, it's not surprising if he's getting over 15 boards a game, honestly, just because he's that guy, but, like, offensively, he doesn't really, provide a ton he get he'll get you some offensive boards and he's good he's decent at a pick and roll but like he's not necessarily going to be one to like back down opponents and try to like post them and stuff I feel like I mean at least I didn't see a ton of that now I only watch really watch the jazz you know during the 
playoff series, but like it wasn't like he was succeeding that well for us. He got more than half of his points against us from free throws. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It, it, I think it will make the Timberwolves better, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's as good enough to give away 18 players for them. Sure. Like, sure. That's just that's just how I see it. Yeah. I totally forgot to put this in the rundown, so thank you for yeah, uh, saying that. Also, forgot the Broaden trade. We'll talk about that here in a sec. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't give five first-rounders for a center who's at the end of his prime. Good on the Jazz, though. I'll say that. Great job from the Jazz for doing that. Yeah, because Danny Ainge is the ultimate hoarder of picks. <laughs> yeah. Any and all picks, and we're going to talk about him later with another player on his team that might get traded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, l- let's be real. Minnesota has now gotten better defensively. However, the the depth that they gave up, which, you know, they've done a good job of re-signing a couple other guys, like Torian Prince was good to keep. But Pat Bev did a lot for them this year from a culture standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, from just being a good veteran leader. Um, and his tomfoolery in the play-in game against the Clippers will never not leave my mind. And I just thought that was so <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah. Especially, nothing will ever be the inside the NBA guys saying, championship! Uh, when they won that game. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, but he provided a lot. Malik Beasley is a solid 3 knee guy. Um, Jared Vanderbilt is like long and lanky and he has a good wingspan. That's a lot. It's a lot for, for Minnesota to give up. You're banking on, which I believe will happen on Ant Edwards taking another step this year, which he absolutely will. He's incredible. Yeah. I'm shocked that they got away with not dealing Russell. Um, yeah. And that's probably why it was so many picks because I don't mm-hmm. think Danny Ainge wanted D'Angelo Russell, which that makes sense if, if Utah's just going for the full rebuild. Four, yeah, four picks in Walker Kessler's draft ride, so essentially five picks. I mean... Because that's who they just drafted, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. I, I don't think... I think it's pretty obvious that it doesn't move the needle for Minnesota like people think it... Or they might think it's going to move the needle for them. They were the seventh seed last year, right? Yeah, they were the seventh seed because yes. they played uh, yeah. Memphis in the first round. That maybe gets them top five, maybe... Just depending. I, on, I I mean. I mean. I don't I know, think man. It's, they're in the. I think they're at least once again going to be in the upper bracket of playing for sure, unless like. Okay. I I like bare minimum. I would say. I, like yeah, the, I they're agree. still they still should overall be a playoff team. I would think, and when they're playing, you know, this is obviously very early. You have no idea what's going to happen, right. but you know, just based off last year and ba- like they did overall get at least a little better, at least in terms of starting lineup. Yeah. Oh, and they signed Kyle Anderson. I'm looking at your screen. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. That's, that's so, that helps in their depth for sure. Especially so, wing I mean, guys. Yeah. So like, what's this starting lineup? Probably D'Lo, obviously Rudy and, um, Rudy, Cat, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards and Kyle Anderson. You think? Uh, yeah, I guess. Probably. That, that's a 
that's a decent five. Probably. You know? And they got a good Anthony. They drafted well too. They got Wendell Moore in the draft, which I thought that was a good mm-hmm. value pick. Yeah, that's probably their five. Oh, they have Brent Forbes now? That's new to me. I guess uh-huh. I totally missed that. Anyway, continue. But like that's a that's a solid lineup, you know. I mean, Cat, you know, self-proclaimed best big man shooter. We disagree, but you can't disagree with the fact that he is a great big man shooter. Right. Um, I mean, D'Lo ha- has his moments. Like, he's solid, you know. I don't think he's all-star quality, you know, but, I mean, he's he's a very fairly consistent average player, maybe a light, slightly above it. Uh, Ant Edwards is only getting better. He's he's awesome. He's he's gonna be the star of that team. Like I think here soon. Um, I don't know if he'll take over Cat, but I mean, it'll be those two for sure. The top two on that. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll we'll see, and we'll see how Kyle Anderson fits in all of this and stuff. That's a great pickup for them. So yeah, I I just think that if I'm looking at the West, assuming everybody's healthy, I would put these teams over Minnesota without question. Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, the Clippers, the Mavs, and Denver. That's six teams already right there that I'm like, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then you're into the category of the Lakers and the Timberwolves, um, teams like that. New Orleans. Pelicans. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested. Honestly, I don't know why. I'm actually excited to see how they do. If Zion is like healthy at all, like if he plays like sixty games and plays yeah. like the right sixty games, they are dangerous. Because they they what they got eighty two games mm-hmm. in a season. Yeah. Yep. So and honestly, like like you said, you can't really count the Lakers out. I feel like it just you can count the Lakers out. You can't count LeBron out though. Like, yeah. it's really hard to. I mean, he's still... Bro averaged some of his best numbers, and he's 79 years old. Like, By the way, did you see his Drew League game yesterday? Yeah. Dude, that was so cool. DeMar, <laughs> that was dude, so cool. I'm DeMar and some random, some random guy almost got into it. Were you dude. seeing that? <laughs> Twitter was I'm on like, one. how are you going to be talking mess <laughs> to Everybody a was like, DeMar Turpin at Uber drivers or some random stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so good. It's like yeah, Summer League is like the talk of the town right now because there's nothing else basketball-wise besides free agency. And so for yeah. that to happen, like, I had nothing to do yesterday. And that was like <sighs> literally what I spent three hours of my day doing was like, on my laptop watching the stream of this Drew League game. Very bad camera operator, by the way. I don't know who was running camera for that, but he does not need to ever do it ever again because he was just zooming <laughs> in on people's hats. It's like, dude, I'm trying to watch the court. I'm not trying to see people's phones. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we can touch back on that later. I thought that yeah. was so funny. And um, I mean, but yeah, like, I agree with you I'm, about the. About I was going to say also throw the thunder in there too, honestly, because like. I'm not saying they're going to be great. I think they can compete for the play-in, though. Like, Chet's numbers in the summer league have been, especially that first game, I think, against the Jazz, he literally set records. And now it is the summer league. But still, like, it's good to see them performing well. Josh Giddy is really good, honestly. Um, and, I mean, once the season starts, they're going to be having Luke Dort out there, SGA, you know. It's, it's not it could terrible. Be the, it could be the 12th seed. I like 
I, I honestly see them competing for a play-in spot, but we'll see. Because, I mean, you can see on my screen, like, out of these six teams, five of them are still probably going to be up there. Yep. Just the Jazz won't be. I think these three teams, yeah, for sure. Timberwolves, Pelicans, yeah. Clippers, yeah. definitely. Take, the Clippers are the ones probably going to be replace the Jazz yes, here. absolutely. And then, honestly. Take the Spurs out because they're doing Yeah, the take the Spurs build. out. Throw in throw the, the Lakers. Lakers. The Thunder, maybe the Blazers, because that's what I was oh, about to Dame's, say. That's what I'm saying. Dame's contract. Let's get to that in a second. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I do sorry, want to sorry. talk about that, but yes, uh, I would put the Blazers over Oklahoma City. For okay, sure. yeah. After thinking about it, like that, because Dame was out for you know majority of the season. How many losses they have? Fifty five. He was probably out for fifty five games. Yeah, it was. It was out a lot. <gasps> to put a bow on this whole thing. Not sure it's a win-win for either team. For well, I guess it's a win for the Jazz because they got five. Picks. Yeah, just because they're probably in rebuild mode and yeah, all. So. But I don't know about Minnesota. There's a lot of like odds and betters that are like, oh, they're they have better odds than a couple of teams, like the Mavs, for example. Mm. They have better odds than the Mavs. No, uh, to like win the NBA title or to like finish what? a certain place in the West. Nope, I would not put my money on that because they have that no. That makes me throw they, up. They have. Decent depth, but they don't have a ton of depth. Yeah. And I don't trust Cat in a playoff series because I saw him play a playoff series a few months ago, and it was not good for him. And that was against a Grizzlies team who was also young and dumb like they were. So I would not <sighs> trust Cat in a series against any team with experience, whether it's Phoenix or uh, Golden State or the Clippers. Like They would just get shredded. So let's talk the the Brogdon trade really quick. I think that's the move of the summer. That it's a genius trade by Brad Stevens. Absolutely genius trade. To get him and then to get Gallinari, who won't do much in the playoffs, which doesn't matter. But to get Malcolm Brogdon and hopefully that you get him for the right 50, 60 games that he's going to be healthy. It's the same thing yeah. uh, that I just mentioned. If you can get him for the right amount, they're the favorites in the East to me. And that's hard to say. It's hard to bet against Giannis, but Mm -hmm. they're so deep, man. Um, Yeah. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Rob Williams, Al Horford, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Grant Williams. That's eight really, really, really good players. And I know you like to think in terms of, uh, what's it called, playoffs and having a solid eight to ten man rotation. So So I, I think that's the move because they gave away nothing for him. All those guys that they traded outside of Tice like did not touch the floor in the playoffs. Yeah, and they gave up a pick, right? Which a, like, a just pick, one yeah. pick for next uh, year, right? Yeah. Which it's so funny. We just talked about Danny Ainge, and this is not an original thought, but like Brad Stevens is the exact opposite. Where Danny is just like, I want all the picks in the world, and uh, Brad Stevens is like, Nah, I don't care about any of them. Um, it's the <laughs> it's the them picks from the Rams. It's that, but in the NBA. With uh, with Brad Stevens, I think it's genius, absolutely genius. Again, he's got to be healthy. That's the big thing. Yeah. If he gets you anything, like he's a really good point guard, man. Like really, really, really good. It's just that can he stay on the floor? Um, and Gallinari will be helpful. It's in a lot in the regular season, maybe in spot minutes in the playoffs, just because he's old and can't defend really anybody. It's going to be hard to keep him on the floor. That's the move of the summer, I think. Right now, for a team that was two wins away from winning the NBA championship, to get a guy like Malcolm Brogdon for yeah. absolutely nothing is genius. I don't have a ton on Brogdon. I just 
I don't watch the Pacers like that, but I know he's a really solid player as long as he stays healthy and stuff. And I mean, yeah, I didn't even know like all the details of it, but they really did give almost nothing for, they essentially gave them Daniel Thyssen a first round pick for him. Yeah. And that's kind of, that kind of is similar to the Mavs trade. Cause I mean, we gave the Rockets, you know, Next to nothing. Yeah, for, we literally gave up uh, our Christian pick. Woods. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Christian Wood or uh, our pick, and then the only real other guy that played for us a ton was uh, probably Trey Burke. But R.I.P. Boban. So, yeah. Um, let's. I just want to talk a couple minor deals, and then we'll get to the Lillard contract. Okay. Dante Divincenzo to the Warriors is genius. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's so that they uh they lose Gary Payton to the Blazers, which by the way, great for Gary Payton. So glad he's getting his back. They lose Otto Porter to the Raptors. Two guys I wish we could have had on the maps, but we gave all our our mid level to JaVale McKee. Woohoo. Um (laughs) Dante on two for nine million to kind of replace that is incredible stuff by the Warriors because Dante's good, man. Like he's an NBA champion. I, I would be, he was hurt last year, but he knows how to win yeah. and he's going to fit so well in that system. And they need depth big time. Yeah. Um, no. From losing those two guys, they signed, re-signed Looney, which I think was good, but it's yeah. also a clear indication that they're going to rely a lot on Kaminga and Moody, um, a lot more this year. Um, Kaminga has been balling out in the summer league. Moody has been, fantastic in summer league too i think he's averaging like 27 um, wow points i did game, not know which that is kind that's of crazy. insane yeah and he hasn't played yeah. like more than three games i'm pretty sure but he's been incredible <laughs> and if wiseman comes back man which he's playing summer league right now he's looked pretty solid um, oh yeah i keep forgetting about him yeah it's it's crazy man uh they're probably gonna lose iggy because he's probably gonna retire it sounds like yeah bro's like a million years old. <laughs> yeah. My guy is ancient and ready to go into whatever. I think legit he's 38. Yeah. Something I, like I that. I think, he, and he's into like, I can't, is he into crypto? He's into something like crypto or yeah. real estate. I don't know. He's got a business venture that he's already doing. Um, maybe NFT. So he's making like money that. afterwards. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's, he's chilling. Fine. Yeah. He doesn't need to play basketball anymore. Um, yeah. Bro just got gifted a fourth ring. Yeah. I love the Darius Garland extension for Cleveland. I yeah. love him, man. I think he's yeah, incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. TJ Warren to the Nets is kind of good. Um, we'll yeah. T- we'll talk about the Nets in a sec, but that's a pretty good uh, bench piece to have if I'm Brooklyn. Yeah. Was it was it a sign-in trade or just a straight-up sign? No, sign? it was just a straight-up one-year deal, but we don't know the money amount. Nobody said oh, yeah. any... That, like, that'll make or break whether this was good for them or not because right. like, TJ Warren hasn't really done anything since the bubble where he was dropping... 40 50 balls right and it's only because he got hurt you know Um, yeah yeah yeah. true uh there's one more gotta look through all these woge tweets here oh goran Dragic. oh yeah (sighs) Uh, yeah the one that got okay let's be clear goran Dragic is not an all-star anymore he's ancient however the mavericks can't say to the guy oh we're only going to play you once every five games when he would literally be our primary ball handler off the bench because yeah. if we're starting Spencer Dinwiddie like Jason Kidd has said we need literally anybody who can dribble the ball anybody letting him go away again with Luca on this roster still is again malpractice by the front office again it's not 
the biggest deal in the world, but when you consider the context of Luca, Slovenian teammate, the need for a bench ball handler, what are we doing? And then also he's going to the Bulls where he's like, oh, I'm going to play decent minutes there. No, you're not, dude. There's like six, eight guards on that team alone unless they're getting rid of Kobe White, which I don't think they are. Uh, So, because they got Lonzo, they got Caruso, they got DeRozan, they got Kobe White, they got uh, Ao. That's five right there that are primarily going to, like, handle the ball. You know know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, So, I I don't know about all that for him. Um, But... It is what it is. Also, Andre Drummond there is interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw that at all, but that's a pretty interesting pickup for them. I think I did see that. I I think that's good for the Bulls. Andre Drummond. I, I've been saying for so long, and I'm, I'm sure you can quote me, I've been wanting Andre Drummond on the Mavs for so long. Yes. I'm chilling now, though, because we have JaVale. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought he would have been perfect for, you know... Uh, the thing with Andre Drummond is whenever he goes to a new team, he'll ball out for like three games and then kind of just and disappear. Then he'll fit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It for him, he's been in a lot of mid season trades and stuff. So like maybe that's partially it. I think if he had time to develop with a team, practice with them all through this like summer and stuff, maybe that'll give him a better chance to, you know, be a little more consistent. Yeah. But because <clears throat> you think he's starting in this? Uh, no. No, not over, Vucevic no, probably not is. Not over Vucevic, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, him off the bench is also still very solid. It's kind of weird that they have Tristan Thompson still on that team, to be honest. <laughs> uh, because of Drummond. Like, I don't see the need of having both Andre Drummond and Tristan Thompson on your team. I guess just for depth. I guess. but I guess, but... Also, Tristan is kind of washed now. And still has Kardashian yeah. drama. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, let's talk this Lillard deal. Let me look up the numbers on that. Well, you do I that. I, I'm going to start my case. What are you doing, Portland? You're going to pay a guy who I, I love Dame. Disclaimer. I love Dame Lillard. He's one of my favorites in the league. It's not a math. You're going to pay the man $60 million. Yeah. When he's like 36 or 37. Is he really that old? He will be at the end of that deal. Like, what are we doing, Portland? Like, that's so much money tied into him. And I get the cap's going to go up, so in theory, it'll look better. But it's not going to look better because he hasn't had a good injury history lately. He's Mm -hmm. not getting any younger. And they haven't really improved that roster. They have a lot of money tied up in him, Nurkic, Anthony Simons, and Jeremy Grant. Yeah. And the rest of that roster is like bare bones. Like you got Josh Hart and who else? Because I literally can't name anybody else on that roster um, besides those five. So, I mean, good for Dame. I love that he's staying loyal to to Portland. Yeah. But, but also... It's about that time for... He's getting to that age where, you know, if he wants a ring, he got to go chase it, I feel like. He, he's not going to get it with Portland. He the only chance he had, he went against one of the best Warriors teams ever because mm-hmm. they made it to the Western Conference against the KD Warriors. So without KD, if you remember, oh yeah, they oh, have Chris yeah. Dunn still, and like, okay, Joe Ingles is not there anymore. Like literally, Look oh at they have the Gary money, Payton. Though. I'm sorry, they have Gary Payton. I forgot they signed Gary Payton. So I have six NBA players on that roster. Six yeah. NBA players. That's not good. And that's a lot of money tied into four of them. And Gary Payton's yeah. contract is 
And Josh Good Hart has a decent money, think, amount of money yeah, with him he, as well. Is that $12 million? Is that what it says? Yeah, oh, yeah salary-wise. So. I think because he signed an extension in, Port, or in New Orleans before he got traded. Yeah. I think that was the deal. Good night, man. Like, hope you find people that can play, man, if I'm Portland. But I don't love that deal for them. Again, I love Dame. Get your money. Um, he deserves it. He clearly deserves it because he's an incredible yeah. player. And he has all the... All the things that you want in a player, except defense. But, <laughs> but don't don't pay a guy sixty million when he's thirty seven. But yeah, I mean, maybe they just accepted the fact that they're not going to be able to get a ring anytime soon. So like, maybe they're just like, let's just pay this man what he what we think he deserves and stuff. But like, and I mean, Dame is a top tier shooter. And a top, even more top tier clutch shooter. And we've seen that in years past. Literally waved OKC goodbye in the playoffs and stuff. And he's hit an insane amount of buzzer beaters and stuff. Because wasn't it, not this past season, but the season before, didn't, didn't they play uh, Denver in the first round? Like one of the games they went to like three yeah, or and four like overtimes. Yeah, he had like 55 or something. And he, he was the one that kept sending it to more and more overtimes. Just hitting logo trays and stuff. Yep. Like... So, I mean, he's insanely good, but yeah, I I don't know. I don't know about paying him that much, but... It's almost as bad as the Bradley Beal deal to me. I was, I was going to say, like, except the Beal he deal is got fine. paid. Also, why are you getting a no-trade clause if you've never been past, like, the first or second round before? Yeah. <laughs> like, God, that guy confuses me, man. He has finessed a lot of money. Him and John Wall. Um, have invested yeah. a lot of money off people, uh, which whatever, it's fine. But it's not as bad as this deal, I don't think. Yeah. The initial reporting was that it would be two for two years, a hundred million dollar extension for Dame was like fifty million is a lot of money. And that it was two for one twenty, right? <laughs> yeah. Or something, one twenty three or something. What are we doing? So. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would not be thrilled if I'm a Portland fan. Even I mean, I'm thrilled that I'm keeping Damian Lillard, but I wouldn't be thrilled about paying him that much money. In six yeah. years. So there's not really much other stuff, deals to talk about besides the the big thing that happened a few days ago, um, mm-hmm. except for maybe, I mean, the Kevin Herter trade um, to Sacramento, I thought was interesting um, from an Atlanta perspective. Keldon Johnson got an extension from the Spurs, which is interesting after saying, oh, rebuild, but let's also give our guy $80 million, which is pretty good value for him. Yeah, how many years was it? Four years, which is that's okay. good money. That's really yeah, good money 20, for 20 a guy a who that's... has gone from averaging seven points his rookie year to averaging like seventeen or eighteen in yeah two years. So good for him. Kelton Johnson's good for sure. Um, and I mean, uh, Jason Terry is now on the Jazz staff. I don't know if you saw that last night. That's, really? Mm-hmm, yeah, he got hired by. Uh... by them. What what is he like? He's just an assistant, assistant coach. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder how that'll work. I love that that boy Jay Terry. I do too. But yeah, interesting. He, stuff. he, I mean, him and two other Mavs have set are like numbers one, two, and three for most uh, three pointers in a playoff game. Because mm-hmm. it's him, I think, at nine, and then uh, both Dodo and Kleba from this past year <laughs> with eight. eight. Yeah. 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 Oh, speaking of the Timberwolves, I forgot they did this too. They signed Austin Rivers like a couple of days ago. 
Um, oh, really? Which I hate Austin Rivers. <laughs> I think it's a bomb. Yeah. But in theory, he'll give you good moments every now and then. So, what uh, what was his deal? Uh, just a one-year deal. I don't see a money value next to it, but, I mean, that helps their depth problems. So maybe they are a yeah. lot better than I thought depth-wise. Uh, he could probably still get at least 10, I think. Yeah, I think that's a little much for him. Maybe like eight, seven or eight would be pretty good. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much but, cap Minnesota even had after the, the trade went down. I, that's not bad for Minnesota because yeah, uh, freaking Austin Rivers. He's he's mid. He's okay. He he definitely has his moments where he shines. He's an all right role player, I think. But yeah. not nothing special to him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk the big thing. So nothing happened really the last couple weeks until was it Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday when all of a sudden DeAndre Ayton was like, all right, let's make something happen. So he signed an offer sheet with the Pacers that was worth four years, $133 million, which is a max contract. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. He clearly doesn't want to be in Phoenix anymore. There was the fallout. Um, there was the stuff that Monty said after Game Seven against the Mavs. Yeah, um, and it didn't seem like the Suns wanted to pay him like yeah, a max, right? Um, especially since they also have a cheap owner, and they also might be yeah. league controlled here pretty soon because of the allegations against Robert Sarver. And then oh, Phoenix yeah. matched. So, <laughs> yeah, give me your thoughts on this whole thing because I, I don't think it's going to be a long, a much longer relationship between. Aiden and the Suns. I think they matched in order to get a sign and trade. I mean, I feel like that's honestly pretty obvious because Aiden is. Well, they can't good. sign and trade because it's a offer sheet. Oh, uh, well. He can't get traded until January 15th. So, I mean, it still kind of stands, so I feel like they could trade him midseason then. I mean. Oh, he's definitely getting traded midseason. That was going to be my point. <laughs> yeah, like a- Aiden. I think Aiden does deserve close to that money if not the max like i it doesn't surprise me that he's getting a max by any means he really is a good player he just kind of had a little bit of a meltdown i mean the entire suns team did but him especially much to our benefit Uh, yeah yeah very much but um we really showed the suns like everybody who the suns really were but uh anyways He's good on the Suns, even though their relationship is kind of, you know, a little strained at the moment. But it's not the worst thing. But he most likely will be involved in a in a trade midseason. And I'm curious as to maybe, you know, the Pacers pick him up midseason too. The Pacers can't get him for a year because of okay. the way the uh, restricted contracts work. So the the restrictions are. He can't get traded to any team minus the Pacers until January 15th. He has a veto power on any trade for the next Mm -hmm. year. And then he cannot get traded to the Pacers for exactly one year. I mean, I find it hard to believe that he will be a Phoenix Sun the whole season. I just do. Because I just don't think he's going to be happy. Because clearly this wasn't his choice to want to stay there mm-hmm. and also him and Halliburton would have been really cool together not going to lie yeah um, but yeah that would have been Halliburton's so good I dude. mean for the Suns it's good because they keep their you know their third best player and you don't lose him for nothing yeah Wish the and especially after them that. losing uh 
Especially after them losing McGee, too. Yeah, because they are rough on the center depth if they did not keep Aiden. It would have been literally Bismack Biombo and whatever scrubs they had uh, left. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think now, like, if you had to take a guess on who would try to sign, like, try to trade with them, like, what teams do you think he could get traded to? I mean, the teams that have been linked to him all offseason, which have been Indiana and Detroit, but I don't know how Detroit would do that now since they just drafted a Jalen Duran and they still have Isaiah Stewart. I mean, Indiana makes the most sense um, because they don't have a... They have decent big guys. Um, I mean, they still have Miles Turner, surprisingly, in spite of all this. I also don't think he'll be pacer much longer. But I wouldn't mind him in Washington, but that would, that would also mean KP would leave Washington. That'd See be, a Porzingis. He goes to Indiana, or I don't know, uh, or Phoenix. I don't know. It, there's not a big team that sticks out like a team, like contending team, because this has implications. That would trade for him. Yeah, this has implications on the Durant stuff, because uh, it becomes a lot harder for the Suns to try to move for Durant uh, without having the asset of DeAndre Ayton for a year. Um, or yeah. for six months, because I'm sure the Nets want to try to trade for Durant, which I don't know if they want to trade for Durant, because clearly nothing has happened in the last couple of weeks. But I would feel like they'd want to do that before the season starts, as opposed to during the season. I don't know what other team would make a lot of sense um, yeah. for him. So it's odd. It's odd that they match, because all the indications were they're not going to, but. Again, good on Phoenix for keeping their third best player and not losing him for nothing. Um, yeah, true. If he can, you know, be fine mentally or fine from like an attitude perspective, they're still a top four team in the in the West. At least, yeah. I mean, and maybe the Suns keep him if they have like close to as good of a year like in the season as this past year. Like, I could very well see them uh, keeping him and stuff. Also, I was just gonna say this is a little off topic, but Woj just treat. Just tweeted, Utah Jazz have agreed on a two-year, six point two five million deal with Italian forward Simone Fonticcio of Basconia in the Spanish ACB. He apparently, according to Draft Express, he's the best available international small forward prospect. So, no, have you have you heard of this guy? Nope, nope. Yeah, me neither. But apparently, I mean, he's rated very high, and that's. Not a terrible two years for only six mil. Like, that's not bad whatsoever. Might fits as well the, just see what Homeboy can do. Yeah, fits their bill of uh, young guys on uh, on cheap deals, I guess. Well, I don't know how young this guy is. If he's even yeah, young. I'm about to look him up a little bit. My last thoughts on the on the Aiton deal is from an Indiana perspective because they had to waive guys <laughs> to clear room and uh, and renounce cap holds. Yeah. And uh, the guys that they waived cannot be signed back, but they renounce or they unrenounce the guys on the cap holds. So oh, maybe if I'm Indiana, maybe wait till. I mean, it's hard because it's restricted free agency. But if the reporting that came out almost immediately when the first reporting came out was like, "Hey, he's going to sign this offer sheet," but the Suns are going to match, which is what Woj said like five minutes after he sent out the first tweet. Maybe take that as an indicator to not clear stuff you know yeah but i got this uh simone fonticcio yeah guy how, up how old here. is this guy is that 26 okay that's not yeah. bad i mean he's not young though i wouldn't say yeah i mean he's entering the prime athletic prime of his career so 
Yeah, but I mean, plays in the Spanish league and the Euro league, small forward. Uh, wish I could see like height and stuff, but whatever. Woman we'll passed it. Just interesting. Just saw it, so figured yeah. I'd throw it out there. It is interesting. But, Let's talk the big hypothetical um, that has kind of dominated the the airwaves and the minds of people like you and me in the last few days. Donovan Mitchell. All signs point to him getting traded now. To me, all signs point to him going to the Knicks. <laughs> However, the Jazz wanted like eight draft picks. Uh, yeah, Rudy and, Gobert. Like, seven guys. Killed the freaking. Yeah, the market that... is, has already been bad, but it took it to another level. I also want to go back to that Mavs podcast that I mentioned earlier because they also said, not Tim Cato, the other guy that was on there. I don't, I don't know his name, but shout out to this guy. He's so funny. <laughs> he said that if Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson are on the same team, they should be nicknamed the Itty Bitty Backcourt Committee. Oh, my god! And I gosh. got such a kick out of that because it's That's true. Hilarious. They're both 6-1. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not good at defense. <laughs> well, Brunson's yeah. better than Donovan is. Donovan is a traffic cone on defense. Yeah, no, 100%. But um, I feel like it's inevitable. It's been inevitable that he's going to go to the Knicks. If I'm the Knicks, you kind of have to make this move because what are you going to do with eight draft picks? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do I think that's the best fit for Donovan? Absolutely not. No. I think it's actually Miami. But Miami. Yeah, that's offer, what I was going to say. They can't offer him as many picks. I think they can only offer three. But they can also offer Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and somebody else. They have a couple players they could offer, yeah. Correct. It's just a matter of Danny H wants that, which apparently he doesn't because he wants picks. Donovan would make them a title contender. Easy. I mean, they already are a title contender because they're the number one seed in the East last year. But they would be in the top tier of the East. Again. Again, for sure. Because, They'd be a know, top four easily. They would be top three for sure. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, top four because Philly has gotten better. Philly is deeper. Um, yeah. Watch out for Philly, man. If Harden, if all this stuff, I mean, I don't believe half of it, but all, all this stuff about Harden getting in shape and actually taking a pay cut is true and they got on a run next year, watch out because I, yeah. they might make the finals next year. Um, mm-hmm. But I won't get into predictions right now. Trust the process. Trust the process. I'm just ready for it to be done from just like a casual fan perspective, just because I want the fallout to begin. Um, right. which I want to talk about here in a sec about what the fallout of a Donovan Mitchell trade would mean for teams like the Dallas Mavericks. But give me your thoughts on the prospects of D. Mitch going to the Garden. It would certainly make the Knicks better, especially uh, offensively. Defensively, like, like you said, Donovan Mitchell doesn't really provide a ton for you defensively. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a liability, but like, because to be a liability, I feel like you can't have a ton of offensive like power to you. And he really does have a ton of offensive power to him. But like, I, I mean, it would be good. It'd be a solid starting lineup. Cause it'd be what him, Jalen, RJ Barrett, Julius Randall and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. 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 So like, that's a solid lineup. I think that, you know, as long as everything goes according to plan for them, that, that's at least a play-in team, I would think. Because, I mean, you got good players on there. So uh, Donovan Mitchell's probably your top scorer on that team. I, I don't see why. The, the Knicks, like you said, they had nine picks, something like that. Eight. Eight they can Eight. trade. So, so, yeah. I mean, I don't see why they don't go for it, especially if they're trying to get results now. But... Like you said, I, it kind of sucks because you took almost everything I was going to say. It's not the best fit for Mitchell. The Heat is a much better fit for him because, like, the Heat 
are one of the best defensive teams. So it, like he would have to be a little bit better on defense and he might get hunted, but like he'll be able to get help a lot and stuff from, you know, Jimmy Buckets and stuff, who's an elite defender. And, and just bam. and bam, yeah, all the other pieces surrounding him. I think the Heat should also try to go for it, but I'm not gonna be surprised if the Knicks end up getting him. They're maybe an eight seed. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. even still. Well, I should probably be a little bit nicer. You're saying with Donovan Mitchell, there may be an eight seed. With Donovan Mitchell. Without Donovan Mitchell, there may be a 10 seed. (laughs) Yeah, they might get that last play. Uh, That's that's how I was thinking. Again, I've said this. I don't know if I said this to you, but I said this to people, and many people thought it. It would just be so ironic for Jalen Brunson to leave the Mavs, leave Luka, thinking that he's going to get more touches, to then go on a team... That already has two ball dominant people, and then to yeah. add Donovan Mitchell to that, he would be the fourth leading scorer on that team because he's yeah. not going to score more than Julius Sword and RJ because they demand the ball more. Yeah. So don't love that for him. I still do think, like, you know, minus Donovan Mitchell, the Knicks, I do think Jalen Brunson would get more ball touches than he would with the Mavs, I think, because. Um, I mean, that's kind of part of his, I guess, you know, quote unquote demands, not maybe not necessarily his demands, but his dad's demands, uh, good old senior Brunson. But uh, I mean, I think he would see significantly more touches than with the Mavs. Maybe not significantly, but more touches nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, once you got Donovan Mitchell, if you do like, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a very ball dominant player too. So it's, it'd be a very interesting thing. Also, is Donovan Mitchell left-handed? Do you know? I think so. Okay, so that would be literally four of their five starters that are left-handed. I think so. Because Brunson, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, they're all left-handed. I think Julius Randle is. Yeah. And I saw something like that. It's like, all you have to do to this New York Knicks team is push them all to the right side. It's like, it's kind of funny. but Yeah. I also would worry, if I'm a Knicks fan, of a trade like that in the sense of, it sounds like not only you're giving up all your picks, but you're also giving up the very minuscule depth that you have. Yeah. And under a team with Tom Thibodeau, who will run you to the ground, <sighs> and then you will die by the time you get to the playoffs, as it happens every single year, they will all die, those five, and then whoever yeah. their sixth man is, which it will not, I would assume they have to get rid of it for in that deer, in that deal. So who's your sixth man? Derek Rosen? Toppin. Maybe Toppin, because I, I, I think quickly might be gone in that deal, too. Yeah. Uh, they still have great. Derek Rose, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean. Just depends they on how they give up, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they have okay depth, but nothing. You know, <laughs> they they got a six, maybe seven-man rotate. Like, you could say consistent, solid rotation for playoffs. Yeah. And not good defensively. <laughs> No, not at all. No. Not by any means. Except maybe Mitchell Robinson is your best defender of that team. By is RJ Barrett a bad defender? He's he's not bad, but he's not great. You know, like yeah. he's got like he's a wing, so he's got the tools for it. It's just like he hasn't really figured it out yet, from what I've seen. So is it probably a problem if he's your best defender on a team? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Especially because he also needs to be able to provide a lot on offense. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the way that he plays yeah. um but that's just me the fallout of a trade like this would also mean the departures assumedly the departures of guys like jordan clarkson boy 
Bogdanovich, Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, literally anybody else that is decent and not young um, on that team. Yeah. Except maybe Hassan Whiteside. I think Hassan Whiteside can stay in Utah, for all I know. And Mike <laughs> Conley. Yeah. But I do not want Mike Conley. Um, because no, thank you. Him. I'm good um, on him. So let's talk about this from a Mavs perspective because we are Mavs fans. We've talked about this at length off the air, and I've talked about this with other people at length off the air. Of those four guys that I just mentioned, uh, Beasley, Bev, Clarkson, and and Bogdanovich, which one or two do you want? Slash, which one or two do you think are realistic for the Mavs to get? In terms of not necessarily team fit, but just player as a whole, Bogdanovich. Like... Bro's a shooter. I mean, he he's a he's a okay defender. You know, I I don't know if I'd say that, but he's a really good offensive player. Um, I think he could mesh decently with us. I don't know if he he probably wouldn't start for us, but I it he'd be he'd be solid coming off the bench and stuff. I think what would fit more for us would honestly, and I think I've said this. I like Jordan Clarkson honestly like he's quick he's great I I wouldn't say great he's good offensively he's really quick he's kind of similar to Jordan Poole in a way um because I mean Jordan Clarkson against us I think I'm sure I've said this plenty of times he was the only one that was consistently scoring 15 to 20 on us Loki the best player for them in that yeah most definitely so it's like and with us losing Brunson like Jordan Clarkson I don't know if he would start but he could come in and kind of potentially take over that role or come off the bench, be a great offensive look for us and stuff. Cause like we have some guys that, you know, can come off the bench and don't necessarily provide a lot defensively aside from, uh, and Josh green on a really insanely good day. Um, but, and you know, depending how the lineup goes, maybe Reggie, if he's on the bench, but like Jordan Clarkson and he, he did okay defense. There was one game he had like three or four steals against us. Like he has that potential. He's really quick off his feet. I think he can stay in front of a defender. I just don't know how much he can provide to like, what's it called? Like defend the shot and stuff, I guess. But I mean, I think Jordan Clark. Yeah. 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 Like, I think he would honestly be a solid pickup for us. I want both of those guys so bad. Yeah. (laughs) Like so, so bad. Not to say that I would not like Pat Bev, on this team because I think it'd be interesting from a locker room presence. It'd be kind of funny. Um, Malik Beasley wouldn't be bad either. Um, but I also think Pat Bev makes Neil Aquina redundant and Neil Aquina is cheaper and younger. So I'll leave it at that. Ideally you move <laughs> Powell and Bertans and I guess a pick, um, because Utah, you know, wants picks for those two guys. Also, yeah, People might think, that's not realistic, dude. Like, why would they want that? Utah has no bigs right now besides Hassan Whiteside and Walker Kessler. Yeah. So they need big men um, because yeah. their roster is really weird right now. Who who did – sorry to interrupt. Who was it that came in and uh, hit a couple threes on us like a big boy? Um, he played in like game three or four. Oh, and, you're like, talking about Pascal? And... Eric Pascal? Yeah. Did they, they still got him? I think he's a free agent. Okay, but I'm not okay. totally sure. Don't quote me on that. I, okay. I wouldn't mind Continue him. Though. Sorry, I would not mind him on the team either. But I also yeah, don't yeah. know where a spot would be for. They would have to cut. I honestly, you might have to cut Josh Green to get a spot for him. Yeah, which you know, that's. Do you want to do that? 
from a cap perspective. The money works to do a Bertans Powell for Clarkson and Boyan deal because Clarkson only makes like thirteen million and Boyan makes about seventeen or eighteen if I remember correctly. Those two are perfect fits. Let's let me start with with Boyan. He solves the the need for another wing. A quick aside, <laughs> my my brain is everywhere. That I keep mentioning this podcast that I listened to earlier this week. There's one moment in that podcast where the other guy, not named Tim Cato, was talking about why do we need another wing? We already have Tim Hardaway because Tim Hardaway is not a wing; he's a guard who can't yeah. defend. So whoever yeah. that guy is, you're wrong. Like just stop. Like this <laughs> is that's not a good point. We need another wing. We absolutely need another wing. And boy, I would fit that. Um, he's mm-hmm. okay at defense. He can handle the ball a little bit, which you know we need ball handlers. He's an incredible yeah. shooter. Incredible yeah. shooter. I and, still can't believe that he missed that one in game six. To I know. I know. We should have gone to game seven in that series. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. glad we did it. But anyways. Um, he would be perfect on this team because here's the thing about Jason Kidd. He simplifies roles for people. And not to say that yeah. he needs a complicated role or had a complicated role in Utah, but he would thrive, absolutely thrive, coming off the bench, being able to get buckets, um, and be able to, you know, provide veteran leadership that this team would like benefit from. And Luca is like homies with them. So anytime you can get somebody who's homies with Luca, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Clarkson would be incredible. Makes Timmy redundant in a lot of ways, but I mean, that's a whole other separate uh, topic. Like you said, he's quick on his feet, so he's able to stay at least in front of people. He gets buckets. He's a microwave. We haven't had a microwave, microwave scorer like that. I mean, T- Tim's had his stretches since he's been here, but really we haven't had mm-hmm. anybody like that since Jason Terry. Um, yeah. So him on this team is almost kind of perfect. He would not start, like you said, but in a lot of games I think he would close, especially yeah. in moments, again, talking about Spencer, if Spencer is inconsistent, I think he closes over Spencer. Yeah, um, depending on who's having a better game, right, probably. Right, So I think that's a beautiful, beautiful fit. That would be a great trade if we could get both of those guys in that. Or if we just get one of them, I think it would go a long way. If I had to choose one, honestly, I think I'm taking Jordan Clarkson. Even though we do need that wing. But like, I think in terms of just scoring, I, I don't know. It's kind of a tough call, but I think if I could only have one, I think I'd rather Jordan Clarkson. But I'm fine with getting Bogdanovich. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I yeah. think because it's also it, Clarkson's not a short guard either. Like he's, I, mm-hmm. I, I he's lanky. Yeah, he's lanky. I don't remember how tall he is, but it wouldn't be bad by any means. Six four. Six four. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. And he's definitely got a he. There's no way his wingspan is six four. It's got to be longer than that. Yeah, and he's got enough experience now where I think he would really six thrive. Nine. Six and wingspan. Yeah, that's not bad. He'd really thrive in a simplified role. Um, yeah, like I just said. Um, that I think Kit would give him that. And I think both of those would be good from a vibes culture perspective. That's what I was going to say. I feel like Jordan Clarkson would be, he. I think him and good old Theo would get along very well. Yeah. Yeah, I so. agree. A lot of MAPS people, well, not a lot, but there's a couple of people on MAPS Twitter specifically that are really in on Mike Conley. And to those people, I say, hmm. you should give me your media rights because yeah. you cannot tell me that Mike Conley 
should be on this team after the horrendous performance he had against us, against us in the first round. He's I'd, 30... I'd take him for five, four or five mil max, but like I don't, I'm good with not ever seeing him again. Yeah, like he he can't guard anybody to save his life. His shot like went broke. He's not as fast as he used to be. I mean, he provides veteran leadership. He's got really high IQ, and he would be a ball handler. But also, he costs a lot of money right now, and I do not want any yeah. part of that if I'm the maps. So yeah, all you people that are right saying now that is about twenty six and a half mil. Yeah, why would you want to pay twenty six million to a guy who's thirty four, thirty five years old? Yeah, that's why I'm saying like nope. I'm okay with grabbing him maybe for under eight or nine is like the absolute max I would take him for. Even then, I think that's a lot. I know that's why I'm saying like I would look at that and be like, I mean, okay, I think we could have done better, but yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, do not get me anywhere close to Mike Conley. Do not. He can stay there. He can go somewhere else. He does not need to be a Dallas Maverick. Yeah. Um, I've already said yeah. Pat Bev. Malik Beasley, I mentioned earlier, I- I'm fine with the prospect of him potentially being here if we were to get him in a trade from the fallout. Um, he's got off-the-court issues that um, in history that are not the best, um, I will say. Um, but his deal is not like terrible, if I remember correctly. How tall is he? Is he six four? Six four. Okay. Uh, he he doesn't look six four when he plays. He looks like he's six two. But I wouldn't mind him. He, again, would not be my preferred choice. Um, but would be okay. Is that four for sixty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not terrible money for him. Um, especially now with the cap. If I were to rank them one through five, I guess Clarkson would be one. Boyan. We can say Clarkson and Bogdanovich are interchangeable. Okay, like 1A, 1B. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd say Beasley over Pat Bev. Um, yeah. And then Pat Bev. And then Mass, like, you know. if we were doing a tier list, S tier, F tier. Negative F tier would be my comment. Yeah. <laughs> Do not get me anywhere close to my comment, please. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts on where those guys could even go? Like, not even say from a mass perspective, but do you think they could even go somewhere and be um, on a good team? Jordan Clarkson. I'm trying to think of what other teams could fit him. Um, he would be great on the Lakers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He would be really good with the Lakers. Um, maybe, I don't know, Bogdanovich could go to like the Blazers or something. I don't know. Um Pat Bev. I think it honestly, you know, it'd be kind of funny if somehow Pat Bev made his way back to uh, the Clippers. That would be, that'd be, gosh, that'd, that'd be, be really, inter- really interesting. I, yeah. And I don't think it would necessarily be bad for him. No, I mean, he, he's not happy with the way that his time ended there. So I don't know if he would be inclined for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he has no power where he goes in a trade, but I don't know. That, that would be interesting. He'd be a little redundant with John Wall there now. In some ways, because there's not a lot of guard minutes that would be left yeah. between John Wall and uh, Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell. Um, yeah. So uh, that Clippers roster is ridiculous, stacked, bro. man. Stacked. If they're healthy, so they might win the West. I'm not even joking. Let's, not let's, even let's joking. take another look at that. Not e- like I've said this. I'm pretty sure I've said this on air. You have ten guys on that team that are playoff players: Reggie yeah. Jackson, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Norman Powell, Robert Cummington, on Wall, uh, Zubac. Zubac, 
Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, Terrence, Terrence Mann, Mann, Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard. Nick Batum. That's eleven guys. That's eleven guys yeah. who could play in the playoffs. Eleven guys. Yeah. Are you it's, kidding me? The Clippers are and Jay Scrub has been like. Well, not Jay Scrub. Amir Coffey has played a lot of minutes the last year and a half and has played pretty good in summer league. Um, so that could even be twelve. Twelve. Honestly, they're. I'm not surprised if they're like a top. If they stay healthy the whole time, they could very easily be a top three team in the West. And it's scary. And I hate them, bro. So much, I man. I do, too. If, if I were to rank teams in the West most likely to make the finals next year. They're up there. It's They're behind the Warriors for me. Yeah. Like, pretty easily. And a Warriors Obviously, the Clippers, match number one, obviously, but... <laughs> <laughs> as much as I want to be a biased fan, I can't yeah, no, in that regard. No, um, no. Maybe three or four, um, depending yeah, yeah, on yeah. how things work out. Before we move on to something else, hold on, I need to look at the rundown. I want to talk about what Jason Kidd said the other day and all the stuff that's come out about the lineup, especially the, the thing that came out this week of like, Christian Wood is not guaranteed a starting role. Yeah, no, he he... I mean, sure. There's no reason I mean, to why he I mean, he's be. gonna be closing, sure. But also, I've said malpractice like three times already. That's malpractice. What are we doing? <laughs> Four times. Like, well, I don't care okay, that so he's a defensive you... liability. He has to start on this team. Javale McGee yeah. has to be coming off the bench. Did you see? I mean, could you see in a world where they both start? Javale and Wood. Yeah. I mean, there's could a world that? that it could happen, and it would be a terrible world because it would not make yeah. sense. Christian Wood's technically a four, right? Yes, but in today's NBA, he works better as a five. Because, what was it? Did you see the interview with JaVale McGee? Yeah, he was like, I came here because they offered me a starting role. Who offered you a starting <sighs> role, bro? You go start yeah, 30 I, games and then go to the bench? Yeah, I am kind of nervous with how that is going to turn out. I'm okay, maybe, if they start, both start, but it's going to be one of those things. One of them's going to get pulled really quick, and hopefully, honestly, it's JaVale. And then we throw in a slightly smaller ball lineup. But um Don't get me wrong, JaVale is a massive upgrade over Dwight Powell and Davis Rutan. Yes. And yes. a three yes. big uh rotation of him, Maxi, and Christian Wood is honestly super dope. Yeah. Even though you were gay I remember from a couple podcasts ago, yes. you were tired of Maxi, but tired of Maxie, have you kind of turned? Well, I haven't really turned because he is wildly inconsistent, but I trust him way more than I do Dwight Powell and Davis Rutans. Because he True. actually provides defensive value. Very fair. I was going to mention this. So, like, this is what I think our starting lineup could be. And also, have you? this is a little side note. Have you seen the thing? We don't have a player under 6'5 on our roster. Yeah, I noticed that. Which is interesting. very interesting. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. That's shocking considering, like, three years ago, we used to run lineups of freaking Berea, <laughs> Devin Harris, and yeah. Yogi Ferrell. Like... What yeah, like, doing? it's it's kind of crazy because we have probably, we, I we have to have the tallest lineup roster in the NBA, like average height-wise, I guess. Because, I mean, us not having anybody below 6'5 is kind of Starting crazy. five, yeah. I would not, not from a, like, whole roster because the Magic got some tall dudes, bro. Cause they, oh, that is they true. They got Bull Bull, they got Jonathan Isaac, they got Paulo. Paulo, by the way, boy. He is a baller. He yeah. is a baller. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, been yeah, pretty yeah. great in summer league, and I'm excited to see him yeah. be basically Carmelo Light. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Yeah, but um, Dallas Mavs starting five, this is what I'm kind of thinking. So obviously Luca. 
right? Obviously, Dorian Finney-Smith. And I would say, obviously, Christian Wood. Now, I guess that's up for a slight debate, whatever. Or I guess we don't have a guy under 6'4 because of Jane Hardy. But, oh, Brandon Knight. We have Brandon Knight? I think that's a, a, a cap hold thing from his COVID. Oh, year. okay. Gotcha. Well, anyways. Although I wouldn't so mind I guess him being on the four. roster. Yeah, true. Going back to it. Luka Dorian, freaking Christian Wood. I'm going to throw JaVale McGee in there at least for now. And then probably probably Tim, honestly. Because having Reggie come off the bench, if he can provide really good minutes and consistent shooting, but also just be a really good defensive, uh, just rotational player for us. Because that's kind of what he was at the beginning of this past season. And then Tim got hurt and he started taking over that starting role, which I think he started playing significantly better once he became a starter. But I don't know. It, if we don't start JaVale McGee, then it's Christian Wood, Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then honestly probably still Tim and Reggie, maybe. Like, I, I don't. Because I, I would prefer Spence to come off the bench for us. I agree. 100% agree um, And he can start here and there. I'm sure he will, you know? If we're not starting JaVale, then we probably should start Reggie. It's so important for our second unit to be able to have a ball handler on the floor. Yeah. And, if, and, that's what and starting Spence. Spencer would eliminate that, um, unless he's going to play yeah. a lot of the bench minutes, or like a lot yeah. of the minutes with the guys on the bench. I tend to agree with you on most of that. The thing about Tim is just a matter of how well he's going to be after he, he comes back. This injury. Yeah. Because um, breaking your foot is not fun. Uh, I can imagine. But also, it makes sense for him to start from the perspective of he's going to get open looks more with Luca than with anybody else. Yeah. And, and he's such a rhythm guy, such a, like, got to get going much, hot, yeah. like, got to get your stance right, got to get your form right, all that mm-hmm. um, from a shooting perspective. And I think Luca creates more opportunities for him, obviously, because Luca's a generational um, playmaker. Talent, yeah. Um, and talent, of course. Yeah, Luca, Tim, Dorian, Wood. I, I think Reggie, I think, I, I find it really hard to just say, oh, Reggie, you were incredible in the playoffs. You played such an important role. Let's have you come off the bench. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of... I find that hard to believe that they would It'd do be that. weird. It, that's why I kind of like, I guess, winced or not cringed, but like wasn't fully into what I was saying because it's like Reggie coming off the bench at this point would be interesting, I think, to say the least. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to be fully surprised if that happens, but I hope that if we did that, it, he wouldn't take it in a way that's like that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I just think we need to keep him there from like a wing perspective and and all that um from a chemistry perspective but that's just me jason kidd and company if you ever run into this podcast don't start to fail and christian wood and start yeah. christian wood over to yeah stop with the tomfoolery <laughs> like i think javel could easily get you know at least 15 minutes a game like yeah. at least and he would be really good for us he could run very good. And there's probably going to be games where he does start, you know, if Christian Wood's out or something. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be upset with him starting, like, in those games. Like, he's going to be really, really good off the pick and roll. He's a gr- pretty solid rebounder, uh, pretty good rim protector. Like, he 
is just good in that way. So I'm not upset if like he is starting in those games and stuff. But it's going to be interesting since we do have such a literal big roster, um, how everything's going to play out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also, I was going to say, like, I could see Jaden Hardy, you know, he's been doing decent. He's had some good games, some bad games in the summer league, but the Mavs just weren't great overall in the summer league. I'm pretty sure they went 0-5. But um, I could see him getting some good, some decent minutes. Um, Jason Kidd likes to try to get, I feel like, some of the younger guys involved. Like, he started getting Josh Green in there and not playoffs necessarily, but he got played out. But um, in the season, like... Josh Green, I was happy with him taking those corner threes and stuff. Like, he was getting him more confident, so I think he could do the same for Jaden Hardy, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jaden Hardy's getting uh, decent minutes. Here's my thing with with Jaden. I agree with you. I think there's a chance for him to get decent minutes, asterisks, in the regular season. Do not think he's a playoff player at the moment. He can be. No, probably not. Um, But here's the things that are going to happen with him. He's got to have his role very, very, very simplified, which again, I've talked about this already, that Jason likes Jason to do Jason Kidd can very much do that. Which he, I, I think right now in this first year, he just needs to catch and shoot. You know? Yeah. Like, he's a dope shooter. Like, dope. Like, really, really good. And if he can just cash stuff from Luka, like, that's all you gotta do. Like, he's not a great dribbler right now, and that leads to my second point. My guy needs to just live right next to Sham God for the next, like, year. And just, like, <laughs> Work yeah. on that handle, like, to no end. Because Shame God has proven that he can get almost anybody to have a solid handle at the NBA level. He did such a great job. The The prime example is Harrison Barnes. Because Harrison really couldn't dribble like that or didn't have a lot of great moves when he got here from Golden State. And by the time he got traded to Sacramento, he became pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid because he yeah. worked with Shame God. And so Jaden's got to just stay on his hip for the next year and just learn, 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 learn big time because he's got the potential. He's got a decent step back. I mean, he can get to the rim. He's a, not a bad playmaker. Um, the reason why he didn't get a lot of assists in summer leagues because his team missed bunnies, you know? <laughs> and it'll help that he's playing yeah. with, like, legit NBA players because, like, uh, he had to be the guy on the summer league team. He got triple teamed. He had terrible teammates. The team did not know how to space the floor to save their lives. And so it will help him a lot to be on a very good NBA team with a very, very, very good player in Luka Doncic. Um, but those are the things that got to happen for him. He's got to, well, and obviously get better defense. Um, but he's got to work on that handle pretty hard um, in order to really, like, get minutes increased throughout the year, which he has the potential, yeah. but that's just me. Let me pose you a question. Okay. Is Kevin Durant a Brooklyn Net at the start of training camp, at the start of the season? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Why? I um, know. Yeah, I'd say so. Because with how the Rudy Gobert trade went, I think now the Nets see that and they're like, oh, they got five picks for Rudy Gobert. We could get 10 for KD and an all-star and... And not saying any team is willing to offer that, but that's what the Nets probably think. So, I mean, I think he could work out. Maybe Kyrie can convince him. I guess Kyrie's kind of wanting to leave too, even though he signed. But, like, I think, I think, yeah. Um, especially since nothing's happened as of yet. We thought something would honestly happen really quick. 
because it's KD. I mean, everyone should, you know, technically, hypothetically want him. Yeah, I think the Nets are asking a lot for him. So, as they should, as yeah, they should. true. Because he he's Kevin Durant. He's a, the top three player in the league. He's Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think he's going to get his wish to go to Miami or Phoenix. That's really hard for him at this point. And I think the most logical place for him to go, based on just like a asset and you know moving parts perspective, is Toronto. And Toronto has clearly stated we're not giving up Scotty Barnes in a deal. So. Uh, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. I, yeah. I don't see how Brooklyn is going to be like, oh, we can take Gary Trent and Dad Young and whoever else. You got to have Scotty Barnes that deal if you want to um, yeah. make anything happen. Um, if I'm Toronto, so I think he's staying there. I really do. I think yeah. he's staying there. Whether or not he wants to is a whole other story. Whether or not he shows up to camp is a whole other story. But I think he's staying there. <laughs> um, and I think it's worth it. I think it's worth staying another year because they have improved their roster. I think we talked about it earlier. TJ Warren is a very, very good fit for that team. And they, in theory, get Joe Harris back. Seth Curry should be healthy. You got Patty Mills back. Like, that's a, oh, that's a solid Rose team. Too. And, and that's Royce like, O'Neal. Yeah. That's a solid team, man. And in theory, Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, I, I want to see Ben Simmons play, man. I really do. I, I like the prospect of him and Durant on the same team, even though I don't yeah. like Ben Simmons. I think it's worth another shot. And then next year, if it doesn't work out, try again and then try to get out of there. But I think I think this request came a year too early. I think that's yeah. what I, my brain has come to, is that... Because what's, what's his contract he's situation? He's got four more years. Jeez. I think it's way more likely to happen next year. Um, yeah. Than right now. Now, my other question is: Is Kyrie Irving at Brooklyn at the start of training camp slash? Ah, uh, I think it's kind of like what you said. I mean, he will be not, but by force, not by choice. Like he probably wants out, even though he resigned, which is just weird. But that's very Kyrie on brand, you know. But um. I mean, I also would I, not leave $36 million on the table, but yeah. yes. You're yeah, I same. think so. Because, um, I mean, Kyrie, he'll be able to play the entire season. There's no more uh, vaccine slash COVID restrictions, you know, God willing. I think the Nets, if everyone decides to play and work together, they're a top team in the East. Like, like So I think you give it another shot. Uh, I don't know what Kyrie's contract looks like either. Um, besides, you know, thirty-five mil a year, but it's I don't just, know for how is, long. This is the only year. Um, he's a free agent after next year. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't see why not give it one more year here, see what happens, and then from there on, if you want to try again or try to move on, um, do that. Especially like if him and KD are staying together on this team, like you can't count them out. I don't think. I think he's staying too, even though I don't think he should. I think he's just, if I'm Genie Bus and Rob Palenka, I'd just say, forget it. And let's just get this Russ, <laughs> Russ and, yeah. and Kyrie trade over with, even though that's definitely not going to happen because Kevin Durant would actually want to leave um, because I don't think him and Russ on the same team again would be good. Um, It'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but I don't think he wants that. Um, so yeah, I think Kyrie's staying as well. And then we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I just yeah. feel like 
they got to give this another year, man. Like, I think it's worth it to give it another year, um, especially with the, the roster upgrades that you've had around the edges. You're getting Ben Simmons back. Why not give it one more shot? You haven't had a good shot at all. You had 16 games of, of those two plus Harden together. And then yeah. you had, like, the end of the season this past year when the the mandate got lifted, and it wasn't good enough for the playoffs, obviously, because they got swept by Boston. So that's what I think. I think that's that's the smart thing to do for all parties, even though that will probably cause a lot of drama. Um, also, they have Cam Thomas, who's been hooping in Summer League, who also kind of gave a shot at uh, Steve Nash the other day. I don't know if you saw that video, um, but he was interviewed um, by somebody. He like something. made a face when when Nash was brought up. Um, yeah, about his coaching, which I mean, we all know Steve Nash is not coaching um, <laughs> the Nets. He is literally there for the vibes. He is coaching the vibes. Yeah. He's not coaching the actual X's and O's. Um, so. Yeah, I think they're both staying, which, again, who knows what that leads to um, come the season. We already talked about Hardy, so let's transition out of basketball into football, both forms. Um, There's one (laughs) thing at the end that I want to talk about that I did not put in the rundown, but it happened today. That's fine. Um, But I'll let you uh, carry most of this point. Uh, Baker Mayfield finally got traded to yep. Panthers. Yep. And now the Panthers and Browns are playing week one, which is going to be hilarious. Um, yep. So give me your thoughts as our resident Baker Stan um, on Dennis and Friends. I love me some Baker Mayfield. Tell you what, here's the deal, Dennis. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I think that's good for Baker. Uh, Carolina. I, I was saying the whole time Seattle needs a gun for him because Drew Locke just isn't that guy. He's not that guy, pal. He is not him. But uh, see, I, Seattle has a better. <laughs> but Seattle's got a better, um, probably offense just overall than the uh, Panthers do. But Panthers aren't terrible. DJ Moore's really solid. Uh, got Rodney Anderson over there, uh, who's a decent. Number two for them. Who also said uh, when asked about playing with Baker said no. So that's <laughs> that'd be a fun locker room yeah. dynamic, but we'll let that yeah. be. And I mean you got you have Christian McCaffrey. I would know because I drafted him as my first pick <laughs> two out of three seasons in a row. For I'm in multiple leagues each year. But like still. And like I love Kirsten McCaffrey. If he can stay healthy, he's so good. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. Anyways, um, Carolina's got a solid uh, offense. Like I think Baker can succeed in that. Um, you could argue whether it's better than the Browns' current offense besides run. I mean, like I said, Christian McCaffrey, but the Browns have uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, who are both very, very solid. Actually, by now I'm saying that I don't remember if Kareem Hunt is a... Is he still there? I'm trying to figure that out. I think so. Yeah, I didn't think he was a free agent already. Okay, I couldn't remember. I felt like I'd heard something. But anyways, um, so besides the running backs, I mean, I guess now obviously the Browns have Amari Cooper, who love him as a cowboy, hate how it ended with him, but, and I hate that we only got a fifth and a sixth for him for coop in a fifth or something coop in a six something like that anyways as a baker stan 
I have said it once. I'll say it again. He deserves to be a starter in this league. He is easily, I, I say this, very easily a top 32 quarterback. Would agree. I, I, I'm okay with it. Like I said, I think Seattle would have been a little bit better for him. Uh, but I'm not mad that the Panthers uh, got him. And I, I don't even remember what the trade was for. It's just for like a seventh round pick or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That great job on the Panthers by that. Um, yeah. That just shows how Cleveland <laughs> just disowned their first overall pick from 2018 or whatever it was um, after he took them to the playoffs and, and actually won, won the first game. round. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. In Pittsburgh, who Pittsburgh was the worst 11-0 and team I'd ever seen, but that's, that's still, it's, it's, yeah, besides the point, they're still a good team. They were, you know, number one seed. They deserve to be there and all that. But, like, Browns are in shambles. The whole Watson situation, no idea now. Yeah, have fun riding the Jacoby Jacoby Brissett train this year. I mean, good for Baker getting out of there at this point. I'll say that. Great job for him. And I hope they poop on the Browns game. Uh, Week one, yeah. I don't know how people feel if this is, like, a hot take. I'm not just going to say it anyway. This little talking point that people are making about, oh, it's a competition between him and Darnold for the starting spot. There's no competition. No, Baker's winning that job. Be. Sam Darnold yeah. is not a good quarterback, guys. Like, no. let's just, he, just stop thinking he's that. He's one he of those a, ones I don't think should be a top 32. He had a decent first half of the year last year, and that was it. Also, yeah. at the same time, Carolina needs to fire Matt Rule because Matt Rule is not good yeah. as an NFL coach, and we have plenty of proof for that. He uh, was great for Baylor. Great for Baylor. But he should have stayed there, but he went after the money, which I don't blame him. Which I don't blame him. And also, Baylor's probably in a better spot now anyway because Dave Aranda is a really dope head coach over there for them. Um, yeah. But that's that's the point. Um, they need to – he got to go, and they got to go get somebody else. But that's probably not going to happen until mid-year. Well, they're not going to get anybody permanent until the end of this coming year, but that's a whole other yeah. story for another day. I like it for Baker. I hope he does well. Obviously, I'm not no you guy, but – I like Baker for some reason. But you should be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I shouldn't be. Not this uh, year. No, you shouldn't no, be. No. <laughs> I'm scared um, this year. Switching to the other football. 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 Uh, Clayton and I will go way more in depth, which, by the way, that's yeah. an upcoming episode. First EPL nice. talk of the new season in Love like a week or so. Ones. Um, because it's coming. It's like August 5th. This is the first game of the year. Um, but this is not EPL related. This is just big club related. Robert Lewandowski is going to Barcelona. Wait, what? Is this news to you? Yeah, it's like just this became is. official. Yes. So, I saw something like it was a possibility. Yeah, the rumors been pretty hot, but wow. it became official not today, yesterday. Yeah, that he's is leaving awesome Bayern for Barcelona. Yeah, that is so good for them because I I can't even remember who all they got up there now, but well, I'll name you the rest. They got Aubameyang. They got Ansu Fati. They got. Ferran Torres from City last year. They got they just got Rafinha who played for Leeds. Oh, they got a pretty good, yeah, they just got Christensen and they just got uh Frank Chiesi. Frankie De Jong might leave here pretty soon. They just re-signed Dembele. They still have Memphis, which I'm surprised Memphis is still there. Um yeah. I think he might be leaving here pretty soon. Um because he doesn't really have a role on that team at Lewandowski's playing. But um yeah. their forwards are cracked. Bomb. Yeah. I I think I'm starting. I I think it's a no-brainer to start Lewan over Obama. Yang. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
because yeah, it's just low one's low one. He I and Pedri, we still have Pedri. Pedri yeah, is a so, god in midfield. Um, that is awesome for Barcelona. They're still, you know, in terms of because you have to pick a side between Barcelona and Real Madrid. I feel like you can't not do that. I'm a Barca fan when it comes to that sense. Um, but that's that's awesome for him. Uh, and Dembele is still there. He Dembele, man, he's cracked when but, uh, he's healthy. Yeah, true. Very Big caveat. Um, uh-huh. The only thing that I want to mention about that is how how does Barcelona have the money? <laughs> how do they have the money to make this happen? Because yeah, um, uh, they've had very clear financial, uh, you know, troubles recently. I mean, I know Spotify is their new sponsor now, but hey, Spotify got a lot of money. But do they? <laughs> Maybe not enough for that. But well, they... I guess they have enough for that and not for paying royalties for artists because they have like the lowest like uh royalty per stream out of like all the major music platforms yeah um you get paid like less than a penny per stream on spotify that's a whole separate debate um for another day (laughs) but it's a great signing for barcelona yeah do you know what how much it was for and all uh i don't off the top of my head but i'm gonna look it up now while i'm just uh blabbing about it they do not become the best team in La Liga by any means. That's still Madrid, and it's still Madrid by yeah. a pretty considerable margin, especially since they just uh, signed a really good, um, really good midfielder in Chouameni, and mm. uh, and they got somebody else. Um, well, they re-signed Vinicius um, to a deal. Still have Hazard. Um, also, Matthias Delict <laughs> just signed with Bayern, like just now. Oh wow! Uh, so that's I'm surprised he's leaving Juventus. To be very clear on the Lewandowski deal, that number is I just lost it. Uh forty five million plus five million add on. So it's a fifty million dollar transfer fee. And he's gonna make nine million okay. in salary um for the next that ain't bad. two or three years. I think three years. I could see him. I I guess I don't know how soccer contracts work quite as well as obviously NBA and football, sure. but like I feel like he could be paid more. Yeah. Um even though he is I guess he's probably he's he's a little older He's 34, now. bro. That's crazy. Which like he so, don't play like it. 33. I think he's yeah. about to be 34. It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah, August. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I saw that. Um I think it's a great deal. I think it's a good business for Bayern, honestly, to get that much money for him. Bayern is still going to win the league without him, so it doesn't matter for them from like, a, oh, it hurts their chances for Bundesliga, but it definitely hurts them for Champions League, like 100% hurts yeah. them for Champions League. I love Sadio because he was my favorite player at Liverpool, but Sadio does not make the difference for them um, in becoming the best team in the Champions League. Um by any stretch. I think Real Madrid still wins, you know, La Liga, but this could help Barca, you know, give them a little bit more of a push towards uh, Champions League. Yeah. I mean, have that solid... Lewandowski has, you know, an insane amount of experience in that. Not saying that these guys don't, obviously, but, like, bro knows how to score. So it's like, he he's he's going to be that guy for he them. He is clinical um, both, in front of the net, so... Both La Liga and Champions yeah. League. So yeah, they should easily finish second again in La Liga, and yeah, and maybe even close the gap a little. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, Real is just on a different level of of stuff right now. Um, we knew Benzema would get into his prime at forty two. <laughs> I know, man. My guy's <laughs> but, ancient, and yeah, <laughs> is going to be playing in a World Cup, starting on a World Cup team when he's thirty six. But yeah, um, good for him. Um, thirty four. Yeah, he, yeah, but still yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm out of things to talk about. Am I missing something? Like really important uh what's his name seager from the rangers oh in... but yeah yeah of course seager's an all-star, all-star. And i mean home I, and derby tomorrow yeah. night um yeah I was which recording. i don't pay a ton of attention to baseball but hey you know what i still call myself a rangers fan that's awesome yeah. to have an all-star on a crappy team yeah he's been <laughs> good really good lately i went to the game on thursday night um and i know that one was a tough one that right? was a tough one because they were up five one or five nothing and they yeah. ended up losing um which by the, they're playing a Seattle team that's also won like thirteen in a row, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I did not expect him to get the nod over some other guys, but good for him. It's good to have another All Star. We have two now between him <laughs> and Martin Perez. Um, the other baseball news that happened today was or yesterday was that Juan Soto, who I don't know if you know who that is, he plays for the Nationals. Um, I he was heard something. He was a big part of their World Series team a couple of years ago. Um, oh, he got offered ten for ten years for something. Yeah, and he that, and he declined it. Yeah. So now they're trying to trade him, which is insane. Um, absolutely insane. Um, because he's a generational talent. He's incredible, and he's yeah. only twenty two or twenty three. So, um, I I think I was talking about this with uh Matt yesterday because I think he brought that up, but um, contracts in baseball are kind of crazy because like they want to sign these guys for so long because wasn't mike trout's like 10 for 400 yeah, something like that i mean that? Corey seager's is 10 for 325 yeah i feel like baseball is the only sport that really does that the only other you know over five years contract i can really think of is mahomes 10 for half a billion well, from the Chiefs. yeah like as far as length and money wise yes hockey does a lot of seven and eight year deals but they don't have oh, near dude. enough money um right as baseball and football do not even close um oh okay speaking of football i want to touch on this (laughs) i saw the bit that tyreek hill was talking about uh tua and was kind of saying like this is is make or break year or something like that you think that's the case for tua um that this is a make or break year for him as a nfl quarterback honestly in a way yes because he has Everything around him that he needs to succeed. He has a top three receiver. He has really good with Cedric Wilson, too, um, and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle was you incredible know, last year. Uh, yeah, as a rookie, you know. Um, he's got, I can't, I always forget the running back, but I know he's good. Miles um, Gaskin? Yeah, and he's very good. Uh, they got, he has everything he's he got a really needs good tight end. Succeed. Gisecki. Yeah, and just yeah, I never know how to say his name. I don't Gisecki, either. I just Gisecki. it probably. Yeah. Anyways, point is, he has everything he needs to succeed. So it's he. I will say he has a lot of pressure on him, and I'm not surprised if he starts out really slow. He's either going to start out really really slow, or just be firing on all cylinders. I think either he's going to start the fire later in the season, or the fire is going to burn out towards the end. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but he, nevertheless, they should be a playoff team. Uh, hopefully. 
because that I don't think they win their division because that division is with the Patriots and the Bills and someone else that's bad. Is it Jacksonville? Maybe I don't think so. But yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Jacksonville. Yeah. No, because Jacksonville's in the same division as Houston. Um, gosh, who is that division? That's uh, um, Miami, New England, the Buffalo, and uh, why am I blanking, dude? AFC East. The Jets. Jets. Okay. Oh, okay. Shout out the okay. Jets. Shout out Mr. Zach okay. Wilson. <laughs> Bro, the GOAT. Okay. If you are listening to us, you're like, what are y'all talking about? We're, just look it up. Look up Zach Wilson on the internet and you'll Zach be, Wilson, a dog, uh, he man. He a dog. dog. Uh, <laughs> no, but oh man. Anyways, anyways, um, Bill Bills won that division. Uh, AFC East. Uh, honestly, favorites to win the Super Bowl. You know, early season prediction. Um, Ooh, favorites to win okay, the Super Bowl, okay. or at least AFC wise, okay, I should say. Okay. Favorites to make the okay, Super Bowl. I'm down. I'll say. I'm about it. Um, I think Dolphins and Patriots fight for that next spot, but if Tua plays above average the entire season they should get a wild card pretty easily um I respect it. patriots are just mac jones solid first year great actually not even solid great first yeah. year for mac jones uh but i don't think the patriots have a ton of firepower on that offense so no, they don't they um, don't um let me ask you this I was gonna, um yeah go ahead give me your top three teams in the afc and the nfc or like top three as in like which three teams do you see most likely making the Super Bowl from each conference? AFC Bills, Bengals, and I'm going to look them up so that I just have them. The Chiefs? Uh, I don't. I Honestly, I don't mm, think so. Um, okay. I, mean, I agree with you. Broncos would not surprise me. Honestly. Really? Because they got, they got really good. They're like around that. They could fight for that third spot, I think. Um, Raider. Oh, Okay, I take everything back. Chargers. Ah, okay. Chargers. Um, okay, I'm about it. And then under that, all in one kind of group, I'm going to throw the Broncos. I'm going to still throw the Chiefs in there, even though their receiver core has gone down quite a bit. But, I mean, you saw Mahomes. You still have um, Travis Freddy Kelsey. Trav. And, I mean, Mahomes will make Juju better, I think. I think Juju will have, a honestly, a good year. Um, and Valdez-Gantley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw the Titans in there, even though freaking <laughs> what's-his-name is a terrible quarterback, I honestly think. Uh, but Malik Willis is a baby. Yeah. But, hey, throw, um, the, throw the Colts in there, though. Maybe, yeah, Matt Ryan being there. Uh, they got solid pieces. I, Ravens, their receiving core is terrible, but Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. So True. Um, yeah. If they decide to pay I'll, him. I, yeah. So that I think that's what I have for um for the NFC. Did I say the Raiders? Yeah. I think you did. Well, if I hadn't, I'd okay. saying it now. Okay. Raiders could be I up stand. there because I mean I Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. Uh, I stand. That offense is crap. Josh dude. Jacobs. Hunter yeah. Renfro. Hunter Renfro, yeah. Uh and now moving to the NFC. The Dallas Cowboys, baby, this is our year, baby, let go. No, uh, sadly, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Cardinals, they had a couple good pickups, Mar- getting Marquise Brown and stuff, reuniting him with uh, good old I Kyla. I forgot about that, dude. Yeah, uh, that's that's a solid pickup for them. 
Rams, they, I think, got better. I still don't know. Have you? Heard, I can't remember if OBJ has said anything, what he's doing. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything either. Okay. So, I mean, they sell Cooper Cup. They have Allen Robinson. Uh, I think Robert Woods is out of there. Yeah, Robert Woods is not there anymore. I think he's on okay. the Titans. I think. That sounds yeah, right. I think so. That sounds right. But anyways, um, and obviously Matt Stafford, like, and their defense is still good, even though they lost Von Miller, but, um, but Bobby Wagner, and that's, yeah. Oh man. I wanted him so bad for the Cowboys. I'm going to cry anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rams are good. Um, Bucks still have potential Tom Brady coming back out of retirement. Um, they still have most of their, uh, key offense and stuff godwin uh mike evans uh who knows about gronk but i mean they could pick up another tight end honestly i think the afc though is definitely the team like the division oh yeah for to win it for sure my three teams in the nfc are for sure it's the rams basically everybody else but i guess i'm gonna say the bucks yeah and i guess i'm gonna say I mean, the Packers, because you can't really bet yeah. against Aaron Rodgers until he gets to the playoffs, and then you can bet against him all you want. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how I feel about all that. So, yeah. Anywho. It, it's crazy because the AFC really just is so stacked. Yeah, bro. Yep. The, I feel like the AFC is kind of like the, the West in the NBA. Like, I feel like the West is more stacked overall than the East in the NBA. Not to say that the East yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it's also gotten closer, but yes, I agree. It, yeah, but overall, yeah, the because I mean, Bills, Bengals, I'm gonna say Broncos, still probably the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Dolphins, maybe the Titans. That like, I mean, that was like half the teams in that division. And on the flip side, you got I I will say the Cowboys because gold cowboys but um i'll say the cowboys i'll say green bay rams depending on how everything goes the vikings maybe the eagles i i don't know about the 49ers with trey lance there but probably not them and then the bucks so yeah i don't trust the vikings (laughs) but that's just me um Okay, am I missing Justin anything Jefferson's else? Justin great, though. That he is. I uh, would agree. Not that I can think of, no. Okay. Well, it's getting hot in my room, so I'm going to bring this to an end. And we've gone for two hours, so it's fine. Um, listener, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of the rodeo again um, with me and Noah. Um, it's always good to have the man here. Um, follow him on social media because he's a fun follow, especially on Twitter. Um, he's a fun year. Um, yeah, if you like the show, um, leave us a five star rating and five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Don't forget to follow the pod at Dennis and Friends Pod on Instagram and email Dennis and Friends Pod at gmail.com if you have questions or concerns or anything you have an idea for or anything like that. You should stream my EP if you haven't already. You should buy something for my store if you haven't already. Um, Do it. The links for both of those things will be in the show notes. And my listen to this recommendation for this episode um, 
I need to look at my Oh, it's uh it's Giveon, um his album, give or take. It's very, very good. It's not as good as his first one, but it's very, very, very good. So go listen to that. Um Noah, next time I talk to you, I'm sure I'll give you a report on the Kendrick show, um, uh, because that's happening next week. Um nice. so I'm excited to see him in the flesh. Um and doing a show in Dallas. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Next, I don't know if this is going to be next episode, but coming soon, like I said earlier, will be EPL Talk number one of the new season with Clayton. We have a lot to talk about. That's going to be really, really long. Like, actually, might be two and a half hours long because we have so many transfers oh to talk about. Um, yeah. Especially for both of our teams. Especially since his team has made, like, four signings in the last, like, three days. Hey, four, his or, team is two. my team. and I, I, the I've slightly kept up with that. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of moving pieces yeah. happening. Yeah, I love the Kolobali uh, signing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a big Raheem Sterling guy. That's just out of preference. But I love the yeah. Kolobali signing a lot. But that's preview for that episode. And then, I don't know what is coming up. There is going to be a hockey episode soon. Garrett and I are going to record at some point. I don't know just when we're doing that. So expect that soon. And my listen to this recommendation for this week is Giveon's album called Give or Take. It is very, very good. Not as good as his first, but it's a very good album. I feel like good R&B music. Okay, that's enough for this episode. Until next time, be good, do good. Noah, say bye. Bye.